Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. So we've come to the point where we are looking at 10 of the features that made up the image of God in man. So we have looked at three of those features and then we are going to go on to the fourth today by the grace of God. And like I always say, immediately we take one of these features, you will see that it's actually connected. All these features are very much connected. Again, let's look at the list again. That is the website that I say you can search this if you want to explore this a little bit more. But then let's look at the 10 features, the fact that we can speak, number two, we can write, number three, we are creative. So we have looked at all these three already. Today, we are going to look at God-given ability to humanity to reason, number four, by the grace of God, that is what we are doing today. Number five, our capacity of free will, number six, our ability to choose between what is right and what is wrong, number seven, our the fact that we possess conscience, number eight, the fact that as humanity, we can experience heartfelt emotion, number nine, our inclination for worship, and number 10, the fact that we possess immortal soul. And we did say that the foundation and the fundamental and the heart of the image of God in man is really this, our the fact that we possess immortal soul and that is the foundation that is the heart of the image of god in man so let's go to number four our capacity for reasoning our ability to reason so again like we normally do we look at god we look at man and then we look and compare that to what we see in animals the god that is revealed to us in the bible is a god that reasons and a God that invites others to reason with him. And this is very, very important. The God of the Bible is not a God that is far off. You know, people often make two errors with respect to God. There is one extreme where people, where people put God out there so far away, he doesn't have any connection with us. He created the universe and then he allows that God is so God, so Godish that we cannot reach out to him. We cannot connect with him. That is not the God of the Bible. And then there's another extreme where God is so much part of this system. It's become one of us. Everything is God and God is everything. And it just become a human being like us, no, that again is not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible, he is a mighty God. He is the creator, but he has communicated something of himself, a measure of himself to his humanity, to his man, to his woman. And so the God that is revealed to us on the pages of the Bible is a God that reasons. And as such, he's a God that invites others to reason with him. Obviously, you know where we are going with this. We are going to read Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. Come now, and this is the Lord speaking. Come now, let us reason together, said the Lord. This is the Lord speaking. This is the Lord telling us to come. He said, come. And he said, come now, not tomorrow, not in 20 years time. He said, come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. We know it's a God that speaks, but it's also a God that called us to come and reason with him. He said, though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. So though they be red as crimson, they shall be, excuse me, 
they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. But the bit of it that we want to take care of today is that initial part. Say, come now, let us reason. Let us reason. You know, there are some people that cannot reason with their parents. They are afraid of their parents. Yes, there's a sense in which there's a fear of God. There's a sense in which we reference God. There's a sense in which we have fear of God. But it's not the fear that actually makes us run away or make us petrify of him. No, it's a fear that makes us reference him. It's a fear that makes us want to obey him. It's a fear that makes us want to love him because of who he is, because of his power. God is a God that we can reason with. Now, we, we are not talking about rebellion. Now, we, we, we read it there. If you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured. No, God wants us to reason with him as a son, as a daughter, as a child of God. Not rebel, not, not, not a reasoning of rebellion. No, our God is a God that we can reason with. Our God is a God that we can go to when we've messed up and ask for forgiveness. He's a father. He's a good father. He's a loving father. He's a kind father, but he's also a judge. We cannot take advantage of him. We cannot actually just continue in sin and feel that, you know, grace will just abound. No, there is, there, is, there is a fear of God. When we are on the right side of God, when we are on the right side, what we call righteousness, we will not have such a fear of God. You know, the fear of God will cause us to worship him rather than be, you know, be afraid and just want to run away. Praise the Lord. So that is what I see in Isaiah. I say, come, come, let us reason together. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. I mean, even if you are wrong, as long as you are open to be corrected and the Spirit of the Lord begin to have communion and conversation with you. The Bible says that how many of us who are children, I mean, who are fathers, will you not correct your children? And how many of us who are children will not rather take correction from a loving and godly father and mother? God said, come, let us reason together. He said, look, if your sinners are scarlet, they will be white as wool. If they are red like crimson, they will be white, you know, white as snow, and they will be white as wool, he said. Just come, come and talk to me. Let's reason together. The problem is if we are unwilling. The problem is if we are disobedient. He said, if you are willing and obedient, if you are honest and you want to be taught, you want to grow, you will eat the fruit of the lamb. But the other side is also there, that if you refuse, if you rebel, you'll be devoured. We saw that. Would you rather be devout? I guess not. You want to come. You want to cry to God. You want to run to him. Praise the Lord. So what we are saying before I take a detour there is the fact that the God that we see in the scripture is a God that reason and it's a God that invites us to reason with him. But let's read Micah. Micah chapter 6 verse 2 and we're going to read this in the Amplified. Micah chapter 6 verse 2. Hear, O mountain, the indictment of the Lord. And you enduring foundation of the earth, for the Lord has a case, a legal complaint against his people, and he will dispute and challenge Israel. And this is very, very important. You see, God, God is not a God that just say, you know, I'm God and this is what I say and that is it. Just keep quiet. No, God is absolutely happy for you to come and have a conversation with him. And here God was sending a a prophecy to the children of Israel, obviously. This, the primary application here is for Israel, but we can, ha- we can have a secondary application to us. But what I want you to see here, we see a God that is calling unto Israel. He said, he said here, O mountain, the indictment of the Lord 
and you enduring foundation of the earth, for the Lord has a legal complaint. You know what goes on in 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 the legal court? There is a case, okay, and you you have to call in your witness. You have to call in your witness, and you have to interrogate the witness of the other side. He said, God has a legal complaint against you, against his people, and he will challenge them. You want them to come and have conversation with him. Unfortunately, many times Israel in those days, they were rebellious. They would not listen to the prophets and the prophecy that God sent to them. And oftentimes that didn't end well many times for them. But oftentimes when when they come into a place of repentance and they cry out for mercy, God comes and rescues them. And it's the same thing that we are seeing here in the scripture. So our God, the God that we see in the scripture is a God that we can reason with. Not to, not to reason with him in the sense of having our way because the will of God must be done. But we can talk to him. We can reason with him. And he invites us to come and reason with him. God when we read the scripture, we see a God who from time to time, time permit man and invite man and invite the woman and invite humanity to reason with him. And you can see that all over the pages of the scripture. In Genesis chapter 18, we see Abraham reasoning with God about Sodom and Gomorrah. You remember that story. Sodom and Gomorrah, they've seen their sin has, over, has spilled over and God was going to go and destroy them. And God sent two angels to go and destroy or to go and see and then ultimately call down judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah. But on their way, there were three people. Now it was two angels that ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. But when they were coming and Abraham saw them, there were three because the third one is actually a theophany. It's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, I mean, of Jesus, not Holy Spirit. Now it's the manifestation of Jesus in the Old Testament, what we call theophany. And Abraham entertained them, hospitalized them. The other two angels went on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah, and we know the end of that. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, and Lot and his family were delivered. Well, the wife didn't make it, but the Bible says when the two left, that Abraham stood in the presence of the Lord, and he started having this conversation. And you can see the reasoning. Abraham asking question and said, God, what if there are this number of righteous? What are this number of righteous? Will you dis- destroy them? And he went down. And the Lord was having this conversation back and forth with Abraham because our God is a God that we can't converse with. God has come into a relational and this is very important. God has come into a relational fellowship with us, in a relational association with us. And he wants to talk to us. He wants to reason with us. Praise the Lord. And we see in Exodus chapter 4, again, we saw God having a conversation with Moses. This was when God, you know, arrested Moses on the backside of the mountain when he was looking after the sheep of his father in Lord Jethro. And he saw the, 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 the fire burning the 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 you know the grass was not burning but the fire was burning on it moses you know wanted to see what is going on the voice of the lord came and said take the shoe off your the sandal off your foot where you are standing is an holy ground and god said i want to send you back to egypt and then moses didn't want to go 
And then you see this beautiful conversation that was going on and God having this conversation, Moses not being willing to actually go and do what God told him to do. And you see this back and forth conversation that was going on. God was not angry with Moses. God was having a conversation with Moses. As long as we are not a rebel, as long as we are not, you know, disobedient, like we read in the book of Isaiah, God was having that conversation with Moses. What about in Job? I mean, the whole book of Job is full of conversation, conversation between Job and his three friends. And then finally, there's another fourth friend that came and started speaking with Job. But we see the conversation that Job had with his friend. But most importantly, the conversation that Job then had with God. Because in Job chapter 23, we saw that Job threw up a challenge to God and said, if only I can talk to him, if only there is a mediator, if only somebody can bring me and God into a, a room and, you know, have this conversation. But then something happened in Job chapter 28. We are talking about the God that is revealed to us in the Bible, who is a God that wants to reason with us and who is a God that has invited us to converse with him. Now, Job is had great loss and he didn't understand what was going on and he was trying to get through to God but then God appeared in Job chapter 38 let's read verses 1 to 3 Job chapter 38 verses 1 to 3 then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said who is this who that can cancel by wars without knowledge now prepare yourself like a man I will question you and you shall answer me <laughs> Job wanted a conversation and God gave him a conversation. Yes, Job was wrong, but God was not, was not angry with Job. Okay, God came and God had a conversation. Job needed correction. Job didn't understand what was going on. Obviously, he was passing through a lot of pain and God said, okay, come, let's talk. Okay, you are saying a lot of things without knowledge you don't you are not as big as you think you are you don't know anything near as you think you know so let me ask you some question you answer me okay let's let's talk let's have this conversation and we can we can you can go and read job and see how that goes and at the end of that job said i repent lord i'm sorry i've uttered things that i don't know i've said things that are too big for me but it was so beautiful job having this conversation with god or rather god having this conversation with you will have to say to be sincere for the most part job was just listening <laughs> because yes yeah yeah said a lot of things out of tune he was just listening for the most part but you can see this conversation that god was having with job Hallelujah. And this is the God that we see in the scripture. Reasoning can be defined as the action of thinking about something in a logical, sensible way. So when we talk about reasoning, we're talking about thinking. You're thinking in a logical way. You are thinking in a sensible way. That is reasoning. So reasoning is connected with intelligence. Reasoning is connected with thinking. It is the ability to think logically and formulate fair judgment and justify a position. So you are thinking logically, you are formulating judgment, and or you are justifying a position. We have to think for us to be able to formulate judgment, for us to be able to take steps, for us to be able to make progress. So in, in, in reasoning, we are thinking logically, and this is the ability that God has given us. God has given us this ability to reason, the ability to think logically, 
and therefore formulate fair judgment and then justify a position. It is about identifying, analyzing, and evaluating. We are identifying, we are analyzing, we are evaluating outcome. We are identifying, we are analyzing, and we are evaluating outcomes. And this is important because the truth is that every single day, you and I have to make decisions. We have to make decisions. Some of these decisions are life decisions. Some of these decisions are very important decisions. Some of them are little, little decisions. Maybe little decisions about what do I eat today? You know, what do I wear today? I mean, you may think they are little, but they can be important, but they are also very big decisions. Who do I marry? Where do we live? You know, should I be saved? Should I give my life to Christ? Those are important decisions that need to be made. Every day we need to make decisions. Decision with respect to solving problems, formulating judgment, you know, trying to persuade ourselves as to what do we do, okay? And oftentimes also coming into reasoning with other people so that we can, you know, influence other people towards one position or another, or so that we can also sometimes persuade ourselves to taking one decision or another. And that is what reasoning is all about. And the Bible says that God invites us to lead to reason. Now we need to understand that yes, God is above reason, but God is not against reason. God is not against reason. We know the Bible tells us our God is a God of truth. The Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. God has called us His children, His daughter and His sons. God has called us to walk in the truth. But understand that truth requires thinking. Truth requires understanding. You cannot talk about truth without the ability to think. You cannot talk about truth without the ability to make I mean, to understand. So God is the God of truth. Jesus is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. God has asked us to walk in the truth. That means that he has given us this ability to think, this ability for us to think so that we can understand, so that we can make, you know, informed decisions so that we can have intelligent conversation as we reason. Christianity, the Christian faith is reasonable. The Christian faith is above reason to be sure, but it's not against reason. The Christian faith is reasonable. In the gospel, we see the Lord Jesus Christ reason with various groups of people, even sometimes with enemies, even sometimes with people that came with ulterior motives. But you see him entering conversation with his disciples, with his Pharisees and Sadducees, sometimes with ordinary people by the well, by the, you know, that, that is the Jesus that we see in the New Testament, just like the God that we see in the Old Testament that reasons. In the book of Acts, we see the apostles, you know, primarily Peter and Paul, reasoning with various group of people, with various people. And also when you read the book, the epistles, the letters, they are full of reasoning of the truth of the gospel. And you will read in the epistles, know ye not, don't you know? I want to put you in remembrance and things like that. Let us read Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17 verses 1 to 3, and then we'll read Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 17 verses 1 to 3. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis, he's talking about Paul and his team and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Verse 2 is very important. And Paul, as his manner was, went 
in unto them. And three Sabbath day, what was he doing? He was reasoning with them out of the scripture, opening and alleging that Christ must need have suffered and risen again from the dead. And that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. Let's read chapter 18, verse 1, and also verse 4. After this thing, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Verse 4, very important. And he reasoned again in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greek. Now, this is very, very important. Obviously, you will know that that Greek word reason is where we get our word apologetics from. The Bible says that we should be ready to give the reason for the hope that lies in us. As Christians, you must, you must know what you know. You must know what you believe. Our faith is reasonable. Now, it's above reason. In fact, it is more reasonable to believe in God than not to believe in God. It is more reasonable to believe that God created the universe than to believe that this thing just came out of accident. Actually, it is more reasonable. Now, you may not totally be able to explain it, but it is more reasonable. Oftentimes, most of us make decisions, not because we have we, we, we've risen it through, you know, completely. No, sometimes we make decisions to say, you know what? I have two sides here. Okay, what is it? What's the positive and negative on this side? What's the positive and negative on this side? And you weigh it in balance and you say, you know what? It is reasonable to go this way. And that is the way we make decisions. It is reasonable to believe in God. It is reasonable. Okay, it is reasonable. And we see here, like I said, over and over again, the Bible, I mean, not these two scriptures that we read, that word there that Paul, as his manner was, a reason. And that is what we call apologetics. Apologetics is not you apologizing. Apologetics is you bringing reason for your faith. This is the reason why I believe. Okay, this is the reason why I believe. This is the reason why I'm a Christian. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we see here that Paul was reasoning. It's not just reasoning and saying, yeah. no. We, we, Christianity is logical. Christianity is based on historical fact. Okay, Christianity is absolutely, totally at home with you questioning. As long as you are seeking the truth, I think I'm going to stop there today. We are going to pick this up by the grace of God from this junction. And look, if you are listening to me, as you've just heard, Christianity makes sense. Give your life to Christ today. Just don't be a rebel. If you have questions, ask. God will give you an answer. And give your life to Him. Tomorrow may be too late. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.